Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the Poor Charles 411. Today we are discussing the shooting of Hayden Barnes and what actually happened. And I'm just going to say the real shooting or the new story? The shooting? real shooting of Hayden Barnes. What? And we are using General Hospital Fandom, SoapCentral.com's daily recaps because they write down everything. So all we have to do is a quick Google search. And of course, YouTube. Because without YouTube, we don't remember a lot. <laughs> so I guess the real, real quick, and just a reminder. So I am, we are going to play something from YouTube and we never, we typically don't, but I realized a couple times we have, we should say that we do not own the rights to this. That is owned by ABC. We are just borrowing it. We don't own it. All that fun stuff. So the real quick leading up to pre-shooting. I like that. Yeah. Quick summary pre-shooting. <laughs> shooting is Hayden arrived earlier in 2015 and she and Nicholas started having a fling, even though she was married to Jake Doe at the time, mm -hmm. who was supposedly starting to be interested in Elizabeth. So that's why Hayden came to town to pretend to be her husband, because Carly announced at the 2015 nurses ball that Rick had hired Hayden to pretend to be Jake's wife so that he could get Liz back. Hayden overhears Nicholas and Liz talking about what happened and how they know that Jason is Jake. Carly kicks Hayden out of the Metro court. Oh, so Liz and Nick were talking about this behind the scenes and like, whoo, at least that's all that got revealed tonight because right. we know the truth. Well, Carly kicked Hayden out of the Metro court and she went to go stay with Nicholas and she sure let him know that she knows that Jake is Jason. He starts to get paranoid. So he and Liz have a ton of conversations. But here's the thing. 
rewatching this on YouTube, I don't know if you got the same feeling. Even though they kept saying the same thing, it felt new and exciting whenever they were saying it. Or did you get sick of hearing the same thing? I got sick of hearing the same okay. thing. Okay. I don't want to say new and exciting, but like it never... It was exciting because you felt like it was going to lead you to the next step. Yes. We're going to get yes. there. But it wasn't just having the same conversation in a different location. Right. I will give you that much. So they start having a bunch of conversations about if it comes out that she's, it's going to ruin their lives. And Nicholas had gained the majority shares of ELQ and Liz finally has Jason. And she says that she's going to have to move, pack up the boys. And Nicholas reassures her that he'll take care of it. And he just keeps saying it. And then at one point during the blackmailing, Nicholas tells Hayden to go ahead and tell Jake. And he actually figures that it's actually going, and he says this in front of Liz. Mm -hmm. He's like, fine, go ahead, do it. Because he figures it's actually going to help Liz be out of her misery from all the guilty feelings and everything. Right. So then Hayden goes to Extreme Motors to tell Jake and Sam was there. And that's when we see Sean approaching the garage, putting a silencer on a gun because he was sent there to kill Jake. Because Sonny thought that Jake had killed Duke. Right. Instead, Hayden was shot, but Sean had shot into the garage and had just missed Jake. So this is what we were talking about, that Sean is not 100% innocent. Right. He did go there to kill somebody. Yes, he was he shooting was just guns. not the one that shot Hayden. Right. So, yes, he did go to jail for something he did not do. However, he was trying to. He was sure trying to, just not Hayden. Still, the sentence between attempted, yes, attempted and didn't even shoot her. I don't know what the legal terms there would be, but attempted and didn't even shoot her versus attempted hit her and she didn't die has to be significantly different. I'm glad that you started to say that because I was like, wait, because I actually do have, I've thought about it because it's like, why is it not fair that just because the person didn't actually die, that the person doesn't actually get sentenced as though it were a murder? So, yes, he actually did not shoot Anyone. Aiden. Right. Apparently, he missed this one day, even though he was there with a gun. Yes. It was not his gun that shot Hayden or anybody. So, for this, he was innocent. And he should have, if he was going to jail for attempted murder of anyone, it should have been attempted murder of Jake because he was not attempting to murder Hayden in any way, shape, or form. Right. Exactly. And then Sam's aiding Hayden while the paramedics were on their way, but before passing out, Hayden says she wasn't the only one who knew about Jake. Why she didn't just say Jason's Jake, I don't know. It takes less. less you could just say less breath. You could just say he's Jason. Would have been one breath. He's Jason. But anyway. <laughs> For that second I wish we used a camera. That was great. <laughs> he's Jason. She did the whole pass out head to the side. But then at the hospital before she had surgery, Hayden had asked to see Jake and Liz told him to wait until after the surgery because Hayden needed to rest beforehand. So it sounds like I should have given way more before, but the majority of the stuff that's really controversial now is everything that happened after. Right. Because they're confused suddenly who actually shot her. Right. But everyone already knew who shot her. So it's not that confusing. Right. So at Windermere, the gunman assures Nicholas that no one would know that Nicholas had ordered a hit on Hayden. Nicholas wanted to know if Hayden was dead, so the hitman admitted that she had been alive when he had when she had been loaded onto the ambulance. However, the gunman was confident that Hayden wouldn't survive for long since he had shot her in the head. Nicholas, Fair enough assumption. Yes. Nicholas was not satisfied <laughs> because he had only agreed to let Hayden leave, knowing that she would not get a chance to talk to Jake. The assassin promised Nicholas that Hayden was out of the picture, 
Both men suddenly realized they were not alone. Dun, dun, dun. Valerie stood in the doorway, so Nicholas was curious why she wasn't at the Spencer family dinner. Valerie admitted that the dinner had been cut short when Jocelyn had had a meltdown over corn futures. I okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted so badly. So first of all, I tried to find the video. So there's a playlist that we'll include in our show notes. That's Nicholas Cassadine, 2015. Could not find the video of him ordering the hit though. Oh. Mm-hmm. This is this was a difficult one to find videos for. Yeah. I had to do a lot of different types of searching to do it. Even looking under Hayden's playlist, it's not there. And she's the one who's shot. Maybe they But it would make I think her getting shot was, but not his leading and, up to it. Right. So it made more sense to look yes. under Nicholas. Yeah, it should have been under Nicholas. That's very weird. Yeah, but so this was 2015. And Nicholas was having meltdowns over corn futures. Jocelyn. Jocelyn. What did Nicholas. I say? Not no. Nicholas. No. Nicholas wasn't having meltdowns. Nicholas doesn't care about corn. Food. No, but Joss was. Okay. <laughs> Which what Cam brought up the other day about her dressing up I in corn know. for a couple I years. love that we just keep bringing it up. It Especially, was adorable. Unfortunately, since this actress wasn't even dressed in the corn, but the young lady who played her beforehand... The young lady who played her beforehand just turned 17. Is exactly what I was just going to say. So I don't understand. She's Joss's age. Why? Hannah. Hannah. Yeah. Why we Norsberg? Something like that. I won't swear to that, but sure. sure. Anyway, why? Not that I don't love new Joss, but why we needed to age up when we didn't really age up. But anyway, that's a whole nother story. It also could have been just that the actress was not available. That could be. You know, like we said, we want to believe that... They asked Nicholas Bechtel to come back before right. casting Nicholas Chavez, something like that. Yes. Ironic that they're both yes. named Nicholas, but okay. So anyway, Valerie apologizes for interrupting the men, and she promises to grab her book and then turn in for the evening. Nicholas assures Valerie that it wasn't necessary to rush out since the meeting was over. The gunman cryptically promised to get Nicholas the information that Nicholas wanted, and he left. Hannah Nordberg. I was very close. Very good. So Valerie confesses that she had overheard the men mention that Hayden was out of the picture. Nicholas easily lied, because he does, by explaining that the man had been the head of his security team. In a way. Sure. I mean. Yeah, the, that hitman guy. I guess that could be considered security. <laughs> Nicholas claimed that he had ended things with Hayden and tossed her out. But Valerie was surprised because she had thought that Nicholas and Hayden had been old friends. Nicholas explained that he and Hayden had been mere acquaintances who'd had a brief fling. He had offered Hayden a place to stay, but had changed his mind when he had learned about her scam to deceive Elizabeth. And this is when we actually had Valerie. Mm-hmm. So Nicholas admitted that Elizabeth was his friend, so he would always pick her over Hayden. Moments later, Elizabeth arrived and asked to speak privately to Nicholas. After Valerie left, Elizabeth told Nicholas about Hayden shooting. Nicholas feigned surprise as... He asked how Hayden was. Elizabeth explained that Hayden had been awake and eager to talk to Jake, but Hayden had suffered a seizure before she had been able to tell Jake anything. Nicholas wondered if Hayden had died, but Elizabeth shook her head. Elizabeth explained that Hayden had been rushed into surgery and that Patrick would operate, which was Hayden's best chance of survival. And we all know Patrick is not going to mess that one up. And this was before Elizabeth knew that Hayden was her half-sister. Oh, yeah. So she wasn't hoping that her sister died. Oh, yeah. No, she hated her. At the hospital, Jake was concerned about Hayden, and Sam assured Jake that Patrick was the best, but Jake blamed himself for Hayden's situation. Sam hoped that Hayden would make a full recovery and provide Jake with the answers he needed. Sam grabbed his hand, and Jake admitted that Hayden's life and Jake's future were in Patrick's hands. 
And then on May 20th, Elizabeth walked up as Patrick was explaining that Hayden's surgery hadn't been a success because there had been a complication during the operation that had left Hayden in a coma. And Patrick didn't know when or if Hayden would wake up. Elizabeth was on the phone with Nicholas when she arrived home. Why? What? Oh, so she's just talking on herself. Hold on. Elizabeth was on with Nicholas. With Nicholas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Elizabeth was on the phone with Nicholas when she arrived home. She reminded him that Hayden wasn't in a position to tell anyone anything because Hayden was in a coma. But Nicholas argued that Hayden might wake up. Elizabeth revealed there hadn't been any change in Hayden's condition, so Hayden wouldn't be able to tell Jake who Jake was. Hayden remained in a coma, and conversations go round and round about if she'll wake up since Patrick operated her, and he's, of course, the best, so she's going to live and be fine. After the shooting, Liz starts to feel guilty, keeping the secret about Jake's identity. Nicholas tells Liz that it just needs to come out that Jason is Jake. Then we fast forward into July, so I really tried to skim as much of this because at one point we had 50 pages. Right, because the same conversations did keep happening right. over and over again. But then you skip and then you're like, wait, when did that happen? So you have to go back. Yeah. Yep. So then at General Hospital in July, Patrick ran into Elizabeth as he rounded the corner. He immediately apologized and then explained that he was in a rush because there had been a change in Hayden's condition. So she was in the coma for a little over a month. Mm -hmm. Startled, Elizabeth asked if Hayden was emerging from the coma, but Patrick couldn't be certain until he examined her. Nearby, Nicholas overheard what Patrick had said, so he waited until Patrick left and pulled Elizabeth aside and asked about Hayden. Elizabeth explained there had been a change in Hayden's condition, but she had no idea if it meant that Hayden was about ready to wake up. Elizabeth feared the worst because she, Hayden knew that Jake was Jason, which meant that Hayden had the power to blow Elizabeth's life apart. Elizabeth felt bad that Hayden had been caught in a crossfire, but she was terrified of what might happen if Hayden, if Hayden woke up. Nicholas urged Elizabeth to remain calm until they had more information, but she argued that she no longer, but that the longer she lied to Jason, the more she stood to lose because she, her sons, and Jason already felt like a family. Nicholas suggested that it might have been a simple glitch with Hayden, but Elizabeth was racked with guilt because not only had she been lying to Jason and keeping him away, him away from his wife and son, but she had also helped Nicholas steal ELQ from the quarter means. After Nicholas left, Elizabeth spotted Patrick. She quickly approached him to get an update on Hayden's condition, and Patrick explained there had been a spike in Hayden's vital signs and brain activity. Patrick had ordered a brain scan, but Elizabeth was curious if he thought Hayden may emerge from the coma. Patrick didn't have an answer, but he found the signs encouraging. <laughs> Sorry. I just like the way you said, said that. Encouraging. Later, Nicholas pulled Elizabeth aside to ask for news about Hayden. Elizabeth filled him in about Patrick's findings. So Nicholas assured Elizabeth that she need not worry because he would take care of things if Hayden woke up. Sam grilled Nicholas about how convenient it was that Hayden was shot right before telling Jake who he was. Ending the conversation, of course, cousin, just playing the family card. It was outside of Kelly's. Uh, so it was like a couple days later. And Sam's like, don't you think it's a little weird? The Hayden showed up and, you know, just as she's about ready to tell me and Jake who Jake is, she shot. And he's like, no, of course not. Things and he's like, of happen. course, cousin. And she's like, cousin. At the end of July, Laura overhears Nicholas telling Liz that he told Lucky that Jake is Jason. Nicholas actually tells Lucky Jake is Jason while he is visiting after Lucky brought back little Jake. I like the way you said that there, too. Well, you have to differentiate between the Jakes. Got it. Oh, Nicholas had told Liz that they needed to figure out a way for Jake to find out he was Jason without it coming from either one of them. So if it's some third party, so if some random third party should happen to find out. Because they're not going to ask. I'm where sorry. I did a bad job from. writing some of this. No, that's okay. I just, that logic doesn't even make any sense. It because, doesn't because I didn't write a clear sentence. But even if you did, <laughs> what then, 
Jake Jason is going to say, where'd you get this information? And Lucky's going to say from Nicholas. No, because this is when Jake was being held captive by Helena. So Lucky was going to be able to say, you know, Helena also had Jake. I don't know. Because here's the thing. And it was right before Luke left. So that was really hard for me too to not go off. Because then, so my grand passed away July 23rd, 2015. So as I'm watching some of this too, I'm like, yeah. I'm sorry. So she never got, yeah. Okay. So there's podcasts in heaven. She's listening. You're all good. She's listening to me now. Yeah. She's like, oh my gosh, Shannon, that's not how it went. (laughs) (laughs) So Lucky goes to tell Jake. She didn't talk like that. (laughs) She might be all riled up because. She probably is. She's about ready to throw down up there. She's like, Nicholas had her shot. (laughs) Okay. Lucky went to tell Jake, but saw him playing with little Jake and decided not to and left poor Charles. It was because he's looking and he went to knock on the door and he heard Jake and Jake throwing the football back and forth. And he like peered in and and he had just gone on this huge tirade about how much like Luke he is, like the best way he can be the best father is by not being around them and all this stuff. I know it's horrible. We're not even going to get into that. But it was Jonathan Jackson. I couldn't stop. Right. So but then big Jake is like, I'm. You know, it's time for bed, dude. Let's go upstairs. And little Jake turns around and Liz grabs his little motorcycle toy. And she's like, I got it. You know, because so she, you know, so Lucky thought that he was doing what was best. By just walking away. Yep. Mm -hmm. So Nicholas left it up to him. Okay. So then Laura doesn't tell them that she knows, but she starts making these comments like, oh, someone out there has to know who Jace jake is his real identity you know what if he has a family what if like all these things and then once liz leaves laura tells nicholas that she knows that he knows that jason is jake (laughs) so then on july 31st laura shows up at liz's house and tells her that she overheard the truth about jake liz was surprised that nicholas hadn't told her that laura knew me too yeah because they tell everything at that point, they were talking so darn much, you would have thought it would have come out at some point. Right. Liz pleads for Laura not to tell the truth and then tells Laura she thinks Nicholas has something to do with the shooting of Hayden since the timing was very convenient. She asked if Laura really wanted to put Nicholas in the position of lying to his mother or admitting that he had a woman shot. And that is why the truth about Jason couldn't come out. I kind of understand Liz saying that if it wasn't so self-serving. Yeah. And I still feel like Laura would have done the right thing. Yeah, she was still trying to get him to, but she didn't know yet that Nicholas was behind the shooting. She just thought that they knew his identity. Right. And then at the hospital, Patrick tells Jake that Hayden appears to be waking up. As I'm watching a lot of this too, we're going to have to revisit that HIPAA conversation we've had a little while ago. (laughs) Then on August 3rd, Patrick explained to a groggy Hayden where she was and why she was there. Jake described the situation just before she had been shot and asked if she knew who he was. She told him that he was her husband. Jake and Sam took turns explaining how Rick had paid Hayden to lie about being married to Jake. Patrick thought that Hayden needed rest and she sh- and he shooed Sam and Jake out of the room. And this is when Patrick and Sam were together. Ah. Yes. I like them together. I don't know. Better than her and Donde. Yes. They're not related. million times yes. Okay. Patrick apologized to Hayden on behalf of Sam and Jake for their for the agitation Hayden responded that she liked Jake, but that other woman could be nicer. (laughs) Patrick explained that the two had a lot riding on your survival, and she said, not as much as me. Patrick remarked how well she seemed to be getting out of a coma. 
Okay. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Gold star today. <laughs> he wanted to run more tests just to make sure she was out of the woods and she was sure that she was fine because somehow things turn out okay for her in the end. How does she know that? I don't know. She, okay. Good for her being so optimistic. Yeah. Outside the hospital room, Jake sympathized with Hayden and felt guilty from, for bombarding her. Sam thought he was too close to the situation. Much to Jake's disbelief, Sam thought that Hayden was faking her lapse in memory. Hmm. Hayden do that? Never. So then on August 6th, Jake tells Elizabeth about the change in Hayden's condition. Elizabeth tensed up until Jake admitted that Hayden hadn't been able to shed light on Jake's real identity. However, Patrick was hopeful that Hayden's memories might return. Later, Elizabeth meets Nicholas at the floating rib to warn him that Hayden had woken up from the coma. Elizabeth feared that Hayden would eventually remember Jake's real identity, but Nicholas encouraged Elizabeth not to worry because Nicholas would take care of it. That's all he ever says. I'll take care of it. Mm -hmm. Elizabeth tensed because he had made a similar promise right before Hayden had been shot and put in a coma instead of actually killed. Elizabeth had assumed Hayden had been in the wrong place at the wrong time, but she questioned if perhaps Nicholas had been the one responsible for the shooting. So we are going to play the two-part conversation that took place. Judge for yourself. We do not own the rights to this. That's not the thing to judge. It's a fact. But here's the clip. Sean Miller was trying to kill Jake. Everyone assumes that his shot went wild and it hit Hayden by accident. What do you mean assumes? Was Hayden in the wrong place at the wrong time? Or was she shot because of you? Were you the one behind this? Did you try to have Hayden killed? How long have we known each other, Elizabeth? Since high school. You actually think I could have someone killed? Believe me, I would much rather go on thinking that Aiden was shot by accident. That's exactly what happened. But the more I think about it, the less it adds up. You were so committed to keeping Jason's identity a, a secret, even though Aiden was blackmailing you. Until that day. Until you, you told her to go tell Jason the truth. You practically shoved her out the door. She would never have stopped until she bled us dry. Do you understand that? She would she would the only solution was to call her. I was frantic. I was so afraid we had lost everything. And you were, you were just you were calm. You were telling me that everything was going to be okay. You were upset. I had to say something to you to, to keep you from going off the deep end. And that day, I believed you. But two weeks ago, when we thought Hayden was going to wake up, you told me if that happened, we were going to take care of it. And just now, you said the same thing. I simply meant that we would deal with whatever Hayden had to say. I don't think that's what you meant. I think you were saying you're going to shut Hayden up for good. I don't know what to say to that. You tried to warn me we're keeping the secret about Jason will cost. I get it. Now, I get it. It's swallowing me up. I don't know if it's just the guilt or my imagination running wild. But I can't stop thinking about how Aiden was shot right before she could tell Jason and Sam the truth. Call it a coincidence and leave it at that. Nicholas, we have been in this together for months. We have trusted each other through all of it. I need to know the truth. Please. 
Once I say it, you can't unknow it. I need to hear you say it. Yes. I tried to have it killed. It's just a suspicion. I couldn't talk myself out of it, but it's real. You tried to have a woman killed for me. So I could be with Jason and Alamano? Yes. Yes. I wanted you to be happy. Oh, no. But I did it for myself as well. Look, the blackmail was never going to stop. Elizabeth Hayden would have gone on and on until she took everything from me. So I put a stop to it. But to go this far? I'm done being trapped. I won't let it happen again. Wait. Wait, now that Hayden's awake. Are you going to finish the job? Are you going to kill her? Isn't that what you want me to do? The first thing you did when you learned Hayden regained consciousness was calling I was under the impression that you wanted me to solve the problem the way I did the last time, so say the word and it's done. No! No, I don't. I don't want you to kill her. Yeah, she's a terrible person, but so am I. You've nothing like her. You've gone to extremes to keep the truth from Jason. I have terrible reasons I'm not part of. Well, I can live with them when I can't live with is killing a person. Okay, I cannot take part in taking somebody else's life. All you have to do is move the other way. At the cost of my soul. It's too much. It's too much for me. I have to draw the line somewhere. And so do you. Please don't kill her. And what the hell are we supposed to do with Hayden? You have everything you've ever wanted. And don't you? Jason is yours. He's not out there getting shot. He's not running around trying to protect Carly. He's not committed to Sam. You're going to give that up? Because Hayden's awake. She could remember the truth. At any moment. You want that hanging over here? No. No, but if there's such thing as karma, if, if the scales are supposed to balance, I got a miracle. Jason came back to me. Otherwise, I can't turn around and take somebody else's life. And I can't look the other way while you do it. No. I have not lost him yet. Jason said that he doesn't remember anything about that day in the garage, much less who he is. Eventually, it could come back. Or she could end up like Jason and never remember anything. The ability of her talking will always be there. But you, you understand that? Jason could be taken away from you from little Jake just like that. Don't she you I know that. Then other than killing her, what's the alternative? Hope for the best. <laughs> for the worst i'm sorry what part of that is not clear <laughs> maybe you forget things like that after four years or so so then on august 7th jake went to visit hayden in the hospital and she couldn't seem to remember some things including nicholas's name later that night nick showed up in her room shut the blinds and approached the bed just as hayden woke up and he wondered if she knew who she was and she said his name because and this is where like it didn't show Excuse me. I guess Jake and Sam had filled her in okay. on who Nicholas was because then she says that Jake had given her an uncanny description of Nicholas and I have holes in my memory, not my brain. <laughs> <laughs> and Nicholas just wanted to see how she was doing and she answered, no memories were returning. 
that no memories were returning. Hannah wanted Nicholas to tell her about their apparent relationship. He replied that they were friends, but she wanted him to be more specific. He admitted that they had had an on and off thing. She wondered what had gone wrong in their relationship, that Hayden's fake husband had beaten Nicholas to visit her. He told her that they just hadn't been a good match, but he wondered if he could have handled things differently. His change of heart from horrible to wishful confused her. I want you to move in with me, Nicholas blurted out. Hayden was surprised by Nicholas's offer for her to move back into Windermere. Nicholas explained that it made sense since she had lived with him before the shooting. Hayden sensed Nicholas had an ulterior motive because they weren't even a couple, but Nicholas warned her that she couldn't afford to turn him to turn down his offer. He revealed that she was destitute and Dr. Obrecht wouldn't hesitate to toss her out of the hospital at the first opportunity. Hayden remained certain Nicholas had an agenda. And that's when Lisa was chief of, was chief of staff. Oh, that's another one we should do. Oh, yeah. Who's all the chief of staff. Okay. That would be fun. Yep. Resign, Nicholas confessed that he had made some questionable business moves lately so he could use an image upgrade. Hayden doubted Nicholas cared about what others thought of him, and she wanted to know the real reason he wanted her under his roof. Hayden realized nothing in life was free, but she refused to have sex with a man in exchange for a place to stay. Nicholas assured Hayden that even though they'd had damn good chemistry, he wasn't interested in forcing her into sexual servitude. Hayden was pleased to hear it because she was not that kind of lady. Nicholas laughed. You were exactly that kind of lady, mm -hmm. Nicholas explained. However, he conceded that Hayden might have changed because of her head injury, and he apologized. Satisfied, Hayden asked him to promise that he wanted nothing from her, so he offered her a private wing in the castle if it would put her at ease. Relieved, Hayden agreed and then added that perhaps roaming around the castle might trigger her memories to return. Hayden was eager to leave the hospital. Patrick smiled as he reassured her that they just needed the results of the latest round of tests, but he was confident that everything would check out. However, he was curious where Hayden would be staying since she needed to remain in town for outpatient treatment. Hayden assured Patrick that someone had agreed to take her in. As if on cue, Nicholas appeared in the doorway. Patrick recalled that Nicholas and Hayden had a history, so Nicholas added that Hayden had been staying at Windermere at the time of the shooting. At the castle, had at the castle, Hayden had a flashback of smashing that vase in anger as she was walking around learning her new accommodations. Well, I guess new to her new brain, or whatever. Nicholas walked around, walked in on her holding the remaining vase, and she said to him that it was part of a pair, and had asked what happened to the other one. He told her that it had broken, and she said, "Yeah, I broke it," but she couldn't remember why. And it was actually—I don't think we talked about it. She had smashed it when she was fighting with. Nicholas in front of Liz and that's when um he told her to go ahead and tell Jake mm -hmm. then on September 2nd Spencer had gone off to school and he had come down wearing that blue blazer and like the khaki shorts and he was all decked out because he was on a mission to win back Emma and he was like if I can just win her back and all this stuff I mean him and Hayden were so cute yes and this really made me miss little Spencer I don't want to be a jerk but maybe that's why he's not Maybe that's why they recast him. Oh, maybe. Because he was such a character as a little kid. Could we have moved that same actor into being the jerk. what we have now? Yeah. He's he's a teen. He's you a know? jerk. He's old enough to know. He is. We're he's, not this is not about he's old enough to know better all of his actions. But I do, are like awful. I but I wonder if Right, if we wouldn't be able to believe it because we'd be like, No, Spencer wouldn't do that. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. But sticking with that, they asked him and he just wasn't available. Okay. Hayden let out a sigh because she was spending her days by the pool and was bored. I would never be bored just spending my days by the pool. No. 
Nicholas unexpectedly offered to take the day off and keep her company. Hayden smiled with delight and then disappeared into her bedroom to change into some swimwear. A short time later, Nicholas returned to the living room, ready to spend some fun in the sun with Hayden. As they started to leave, Hayden suddenly turned back to grab the beach bag and Nicholas went for it at the same time and they kind of like embraced and she kind of tripped over him. So then she started to remember like, ooh, we did this before. And it led to a discussion between her and Nicholas about Jake that had led to a passionate kiss. And now Nicholas was starting to sense a change in Hayden and asked if something was wrong. And she just revealed that she had remembered something. And Nicholas very carefully questioned about the memory because he didn't want right. to give her too much. He would actually make a really good interrogator. Because mm-hmm. so many times now we see like the cops were starting to give him the answers and everything. Whereas he's trying to keep the answers hidden. Okay. But she admitted that it had been disconcerting because Nicholas had warned her not to talk about it before talk about Jake before she had kissed Nicholas and Nicholas pretend that he had no recollection of the event because they had often kissed whenever they're on and off again fair was affair was on Hayden recalled that Jake and Sam had been certain that she had known the truth about Jake's identity so she wondered if it was possible that Jake and Sam had been raped Nicholas jumps up when the doorbell rings he quickly goes to answer the door closing the living room door behind him Nicholas tensed when he saw Sam and Jake standing on his doorstep, but Sam ignored him as she pushed past her cousin under the guise of checking on Hayden. Nicholas hid his annoyance as Sam barged into the living room with Jake hot on her heels. Hayden was surprised when she saw Jake and Sam. Sam reiterated that she and Jake had wanted to see how Hayden was doing and if Hayden had recalled anything from her past. Hayden confided that she had a memory, but Hayden was vague about the details of the memory. Sam immediately peppered Hayden with questions until it was clear that Sam suspected Nicholas of nefarious deeds related to Jake. Nicholas assured Sam that he had no idea who Jake had been before Jake's arrival in town, but Sam remained skeptical. Hayden realized that Nicholas was hiding something, but she played along with him by keeping the details of her memory to herself. On October 5th on a computer at Windermere, Hayden was reading about her shooting. Nicholas entered and scooped up the computer off her lap. She explained that she was curious about the incident, but Nicholas advised her to find more a more accurate source than Julian's online rag. And he insisted that he told her all she needs to know, but she still had questions. She wondered if Sean, the shooter, had actually intended to hit her. Nicholas thought Hayden was accusing him of keeping secrets from her, and she called him paranoid. He wanted to take a swim, so he left the room. And she said, in October... Hayden acknowledged that she had blank spots in her memory, but she was sure, but she was certain that she was not the type to let anyone control her. Nicholas caught Harden, Hayden off guard by kissing her, but she quickly shoved him away when she spotted Laura out of the corner of her eye. Startled by what she had walked in on, Laura turned to leave, but Nicholas called out to his mother. Oh, in the meantime, Laura had gone away. Laura had left because she could not be around Monica knowing that Monica's son was alive and right. she couldn't, she just couldn't do it. And the rest of the Quartermains, too. Laura smiled awkwardly as she apologized for intruding, but Nicholas seemed embarrassed to have been caught kissing Hayden. Laura waited for Nicholas to introduce her to the woman he had been kissing because Laura had never met Hayden. She only knew mm-hmm. her son had shot her. So Nick had her shot. So Nicholas simply referred to Hayden as a friend. Hayden stepped forward by formally introducing herself because she didn't know that she should not be doing that. <laughs> Laura was shocked because she hadn't realized that Hayden had emerged from a coma. And it was actually a really good scene to watch, too, because she's like, I'm sorry, Hayden Barnes? I thought you were in a coma. Hayden's like, yeah, I came out of it. <laughs> but that she had been suffering from extensive amnesia. Laura thought it was convenient that Hayden no longer remembered who Jake was. And she says, wasn't that, wasn't that convenient for, or you're the only one that knows who Jake Doe is. Isn't that convenient? And Hayden's like, there's absolutely nothing convenient about this. I don't know anything about my past. And 
Laura immediately apologized for the insensitive remark, but Nicholas became uncomfortable because Hayden had mentioned that Nicholas had suggested that Helena had confided the truth of Jake's identity to Hayden, but somehow not to Nicholas her own grandson. Mm -hmm. Nicholas changed the subject by offering to get his mother settled in because she was living at Windermere, but Elizabeth called. Nicholas claimed that it was ELQ and excused himself. He's still polite. Even when he's trying to... Excuse me while I lie about taking this call. Yes, but pardon me. (laughs) In the hallway, Nicholas warned Elizabeth that it wasn't a good time, but Elizabeth wasn't happy about Hayden's earlier phone call because Elizabeth had been with Jake at the time. Nicholas assured Elizabeth that everything was fine, but she didn't believe him because Hayden had been asking questions about the argument when Hayden had threatened to reveal that Jake was Jason. That's when she threw the vase. Hayden had called Elizabeth to find out why she threw the vase because she remembered Elizabeth. She was remembered there. Elizabeth was there, but Nicholas was like, "You were mad at Liz," and she's like, "Well, why?" Right. And so she called Liz to find out why. Elizabeth recalled telling Laura that Hayden had blackmailed Nicholas and that Elizabeth suspected that Nicholas had arranged for Hayden to be shot. Elizabeth turned her attention back to the phone call by begging Nicholas to keep Laura distracted and Hayden from digging any further. In the living room, Hayden admitted that she had picked up on the tension between Nicholas and Laura, but Laura attributed it to walking in on Nicholas and Hayden. Hayden apologized for the awkward moment, then changed the subject subject by mentioning that Spencer would be excited by Laura's arrival. As Hayden chatted, Laura realized that Hayden lived at Windermere. Hayden worried that Laura objected, so she said she could consider leaving, or had been considering leaving. Laura assured Hayden that it wasn't necessary. Moments later, Nicholas returned. Hayden quickly excused herself to ask the chef to prepare a special dinner to celebrate Laura's arrival. After Hayden left, Laura demanded to know where she was, what was going on between Nicholas and Hayden. Nicholas explained that he had to keep a close eye on Hayden, but the old spark of passion had flared back into life. Laura was curious if Nicholas had feelings for Hayden, and he confessed that he did. Laura wondered how he intended to have a relationship with a woman that he had once tried to have killed. That is a little complicated. I mean, yeah. Nicholas was stunned that Laura would think he was capable of murder. Laura admitted she didn't want to believe it, but Elizabeth had made a very convincing argument. Nicholas seemed startled that Elizabeth had spoken to his mother about Hayden, but he wanted to know that his if his mother thought it was possible. I hate how he asked that question. Well, do you think I could? Because then what kind of person are you thinking that he could if he did or didn't? Right. Laura conceded that Elizabeth's theory was plausible, but Laura hoped Elizabeth's concerns were unfounded because Laura wanted to clear her conscience and and allow Jason to live the life that Jason was meant to live. Meanwhile, Hayden lurked in the hallway, eavesdropping as Nicholas strongly objected to Laura saying anything to Jason. Nicholas' outburst confirmed Laura's worst fear, but she demanded that her son admit that he tried to have Hayden killed to keep Hayden from killing, telling Jake that Jake was Jason. Nicholas reminded Laura that she had been known to resort to desperate measures herself when she had been pushed into a corner because when he had been a baby, she left him with the Cassidines so she could escape the island. Nicholas promised that he had forgiven his mother, but she wondered if he expected her to accept what he had done. Nicholas argued that Luke had caused Laura endless pain and she had found a way to accept it and let it go because she had loved Luke. Nicholas was certain that Laura loved him, so he asked for her to do the same for her son. Nicholas begged Laura to allow Elizabeth to be happy with the man she loved, but Laura argued that Jason had a family to consider. Nicholas insisted that Jason had a new family with Elizabeth. In the hallway, Hayden jumped when Jake suddenly approached her. To warn Nicholas of the arrival, she loudly asked what Jake was doing there. Nicholas tensed as Jake and Hayden entered the living room. Jake explained that he had stopped by to discuss Hayden's phone call with Elizabeth. Nicholas feigned confusion, so Hayden decided to play along by carefully explaining that she had hoped Elizabeth could shed some light on an argument with Nicholas 
that Hayden had suddenly recalled. Hayden claimed that she had the impression the argument had been about Elizabeth. Jake warned Hayden to leave his future wife alone. Laura was startled by the news that Jake and Elizabeth were engaged. She questioned the wisdom of Jake getting married when he had no memory of his past. Nicholas tensed but, remind, but remained silent as Laura warned Jake that history has a way of catching up with people, so he owed it to Elizabeth to search for answers before he made her his wife. Jake appreciated the advice but ordered Hayden to leave, Elizabeth alone because he had refused to allow anyone or anything to jeopardize the love he had in his life, even though you don't know that she's the one lying to you. Mm -hmm. After Jake stormed out, Nicholas asked for a moment alone with his mother, but Laura explained that it wasn't necessary because it was all in Jake's hands. Laura decided to check on her grandson and turn in for the night. After Laura left, Hayden revealed that she had overheard Nicholas's conversation with Laura. Nicholas was curious what Hayden had heard, but she carefully told him that she knew the argument had been about her. Nicholas claimed that he had told Laura that he cared enough about Hayden and that Laura's opinion didn't matter. Hayden smiled sweetly as she told him that it was good that he was good for her and promised to pay him back for everything. <laughs> October 9th, Hayden nibbled on apple slices as she thought about the conversation she overheard between Nicholas and Laura when Nicholas had asked his mother to forget about Elizabeth's suspicions that he had tried to have Hayden killed and that Jake was Jason. Penny, for your thoughts, Nicholas said as he entered the room. Hayden smiled sweetly as she told him she had been looking forward to the day because she had some big plans for him. However, she confessed that she needed a favor. She wanted to go on a date, and but she needed a special outfit, and she didn't have any clothes. So they went shopping. Fun? Yeah. And they wound up going by Kelly's, and they had, like, all their bags, and Sam and Jake saw them enter Kelly's, and they're like, hey, you know what we could do? We could go to Windermere and look around for information, thinking, because they thought that Nicholas knew who Jake was. They mm -hmm. figured out of everyone that it was Nicholas. Unfortunately, Nick and Hayden had arrived home and started going at it in his office. So Sam and Jake tried to sneak away and Hayden had a flashback of Nicholas threatening her and she told him of the memory and he said they had a lot of passion and they spoke to each other that way and then they couldn't keep their hands off each other. Hayden decided to go back to the original agreement that they would live together with no intimacy until she regained her memories and Nicholas agreed and she left with a smile on her face. She's playing him. Then on October 15th, Hayden had an MRI and Patrick reviewed the results and announced that Hayden had made a full recovery, but he, he confessed that he had no idea why Hayden couldn't remember anything since the part of Hayden's brain that affected memory hadn't been compromised. Hayden was curious why she couldn't remember anything except for a few random flashes. Patrick suspected that Hayden may have suffered disassociative amnesia because of the trauma from being shot. Patrick advised Hayden to talk to Kevin Collins, who might be able to help Hayden by using hypnosis. Hayden was uncomfortable with the idea of hypnosis, but Patrick, Patrick strongly urged Hayden to consider it because it might help. Patrick handed Kevin's business card to Hayden, and she agreed to think about it. But after Patrick left, Hayden started to collect her things, and Elizabeth closed the door because Elizabeth was certain that Hayden lied and it was faking her memory loss. And Liz was like, you say that you want to remember your stuff, and he tells you, here's how you can, and you're like, no, I don't want to. Hypnosis is a big deal. Yeah. It's not just... And what Liz says is, he recommends you go into a psychiatrist. Yeah, that's fair enough. Hypnosis. Right. Something different. Two totally different things. Mm -hmm. And then at Windermere, Nicholas and Lulu were having conversations about how much, because he had convinced the family that he knew Hayden back in Europe mm -hmm. and that they had had like a brief fling and all that stuff. And right. he's like, oh, I like her now. She's the new improved Hayden and Spencer adores her. And then later, Nicholas saw Patrick at the nurse's station when he was at the hospital. And he asked Patrick about the MRI because Hayden was staying with him and he wanted to make sure that she was getting the best care possible. So, of course, Patrick said that she should regain her memories in time. 
Because that's not a HIPAA violation. Nope. And then on October 26th, Hayden mentions that she wants to be a productive member of society, that she's basically feeling useless. But she's like, I don't have a background. I don't even know what I'm good at. And this is when Nicholas had EOQ. So he's like, I'd hire you. And so he does. And then the next week, Hayden convinces Nicholas to bring her as a date to Jason and to Jake and Liz's wedding. And then at the wedding, it came out that Jake was Jason because Carly had figured it out. Yep. In Windermere's living room, Hayden told Nicholas that she was aware that both Nicholas and Elizabeth had known for months that Jake Doe was Jason Morgan. Nicholas denied it, but Hayden smiled knowingly as she told him that his lie wouldn't cut it. She explained that she had watched Nicholas closely when Jason had made the shocking when Jason made the shocking announcement. Hayden admitted that only Nicholas and Elizabeth hadn't seemed surprised by the revelation because both Nicholas and Elizabeth had known the truth. Hayden confessed that she had too. Nicholas suddenly realized that Hayden didn't have amnesia. He asked if she had been faking from the beginning, but Hayden admitted that she'd initially been confused when she had emerged from the coma. Nicholas was curious when her memory had returned. Hayden explained that moving into Windermere had been the turning point because the castle's familiarity had allowed her memories to fall into place. Nicholas was curious why she had continued to feign amnesia when she could have easily manipulated and blackmailed him with the truth about Jason. Hayden reminded Nicholas that he had called her bluff the last time and she had ended up with a bullet in her head meant for Jake. She admitted that she had been reluctant to help Jake and had grown to care for Nicholas. Hayden hoped that she and Nicholas could build a relationship on a sturdier foundation of mutual attraction rather than blackmail. Nicholas was skeptical because he feared Hayden was still playing him. Hayden admitted that she had the same qualms about him but insisted that she cared about him. Hayden was certain that Nicholas wanted her as much as she wanted him. Hayden dared Nicholas to kiss her into submission. Nicholas put, they were hot. They were. They were steamy. Sorry. Nicholas pulled Hayden into his arms and passionately kissed her. Oh, and the other thing is I like Marcus Coloma, but oh my God, do I miss Mm. Tyler Christopher? Yes. But he's not the same now. Right. So we'll stick with Marcus. Things quickly heated up until Hayden suddenly pulled away because as much as she wanted Nicholas, she also wanted to take things slowly. Nicholas reluctantly agreed. In the hallway, Hayden called a co-conspirator to report that there had been a development that they needed to discuss. And she agreed to, she arranged, she arranged to meet the mystery person and left. When Laura found out that Jason found out his identity at the wedding, she asked if Elizabeth had confessed. And of course she hadn't. Hayden let Laura and Liz know that she had also known that Jake was Jason. Elizabeth and Laura were not surprised when Hayden revealed that she had been faking amnesia, but Elizabeth was curious why Hayden hadn't tried to blackmail them. Hayden admitted that it was far more entertaining to watch Elizabeth squirm. Nicholas quickly clarified that he had only learned the truth the previous evening when Nicholas and Hayden had returned home from the church. Hayden smiled with satisfaction because her act had been quite convincing. Well played, Laura conceded. However, Laura was curious what Hayden wanted in exchange for her silence. Hayden assured the ladies that Hayden and Nicholas had worked something else, but Laura was not satisfied. Hayden explained that everything would right itself in the end when Jason and Sam found their way back to each other. Hayden continued to goad Elizabeth, but Elizabeth insisted that Jason loved Elizabeth, not Sam. Elizabeth had added that Jason had gone home with Elizabeth the previous evening, but Hayden merely smiled because Hayden believed that Sam would do whatever it was necessary to help Jason remember. Nicholas warned Hayden to back off, but Laura was curious what Hayden knew about Sam. 
Hayden continued to taunt Elizabeth by suggesting that Elizabeth show a little dignity because if Elizabeth had needed to lie to keep Jason, then the relationship would not last. Nicholas's temper flared, but Elizabeth informed Hayden that Hayden was wrong because Elizabeth and Jason shared a special connection. Laura reminded Elizabeth that Jason and Sam did too and urged Elizabeth to be honest with Jason because it would be the only hope for Elizabeth to salvage the relationship. Hayden's mystery conspirator wound up being Tracy, who is using Hayden to seduce Nicholas, and he would eventually lose ELQ. Tracy warned her not to fall for the prince. Later in November, Hayden went to Pentonville to visit Sean Butler. Sean was shocked when he saw Hayden and quickly assured her that he had prayed for her recovery every day. He added that he never intended to shoot her, but she was certain that he would have regretted shooting Jake. Because of his look of confusion, Hayden realized that Sean had no idea what she was talking about. Sean was stunned when it was revealed that Jake Doe was really Jason Morgan. Hayden added that Sean had nothing to feel guilty about because she was 99.9% certain that his bullet had gone wild and another assassin had fired the shot that nearly killed her. Sean wondered why Hayden would think that, but she refused to elaborate. Hayden explained that she needs to find a way to find the person responsible for the attempt on her life, but she was afraid to tip anyone off that she suspected that she had been the target. Sean appreciated Hayden's dilemma and gave her the name of someone she could trust to help. On November 30th, Helena passed away and Laura shared her condolences with Nicholas. However, Nicholas tells her that he was relieved that she would never hurt any of his loved ones again. Laura was happy that Hayden was the only person that they needed to worry about revealing the fact that Nicholas and Elizabeth knew Jason's identity. Later on that day, an incognito Hayden arrived at the Haunted Star and sat at the bar. A stranger sat next to her and she told him to move on because she had a business meeting. Me too. I'm a multitasker, Ms. Barnes, he replied. Hayden realized that the man was Sean's friend who was supposed to help her. She quickly explained her situation to the man who assumed that she wanted him to find out who had actually shot her. She responded that she knew who had shot her. She just needed the evidence. The man suggested that Hayden go to the cops, but she didn't want any attention being drawn to the investigation. She promised him money if it helped her. She instructed him to look for a bullet in the wall of the floor of the garage where she had been shot. Easiest money I'll ever make, he said. A short while later, Hayden returned to Windermere. She was glad to see that Nicholas, who had missed Hayden, was back. They both admitted to missing each other, and Nicholas hugged her and told her that he never wanted to be away from her again. Because they were actually kind of falling for each other-ish. Mm-hmm. December 4th, outside Kelly's, Sean's friend called Hayden to let her know that he had information for her. Hayden agreed to meet Curtis in the alleyway behind Kelly's and ended the call. At Windermere, Nicholas entered the living room as Hayden wrapped up a phone call. She claimed that someone from ELQ had called to ask to see Hayden to discuss an idea before approaching Nicholas. Nicholas was disappointed when Hayden insisted that she had to leave, but she promised to return shortly. After Hayden left, Laura entered the living room to talk to Nicholas about Sam. Elsewhere, Hayden met with Curtis. This is when Curtis arrived. Yes. He was Sean's friend. Yes. Anyway, they met in the alley. Curtis was annoyed that she had kept him waiting because he was freezing, and Hayden reminded him that he had picked the meeting place. Curtis explained that it had been necessary because Sam and Alexis were in the diner. Hayden was surprised that Curtis knew who her acquaintances were, but Curtis bragged that he knew everything about Hayden's life in Fort Charles. Later, Hayden returned to Windermere. Okay, I thought that that was the same thing that we were just going to read again. Ah. Nicholas happily greeted her with a hug, but he noticed that she seemed tense. Hayden brushed off, brushed it off as nothing, but Nicholas appeared skeptical. Hayden assured Nicholas that everything was right and on unver- and verging on perfect, but he questioned why she seemed lost in her thoughts. Hayden explained that she had just been thinking what an incredibly lucky woman she was and hugged Nicholas. A few weeks later, Nicholas wound up in the hospital after Jason, Jason supposedly tried to kill him. That's all in quotes. Yes. 
Hayden was visiting and Curtis called Hayden to let her know that he had a ballistics report that confirmed that the bullet recovered from the garage had been Sean's. Hence, the bullet that was in her head was not Sean. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he offered to meet her to exchange the report for payment, but Hayden told him that she would be in touch when she had the chance. After she ended the call, Dante joined her and tried to question her about Nicholas's fall, but she claimed that she was too rattled and the details of the fight were a jumbled mess. Hayden promised to contact Dante as soon as possible and entered Nicholas's hospital room. Nicholas told her about his talk with Dante, then changed the subject by reminding her that it was New Year's Eve. He looked forward to kissing her at midnight. Hayden offered to give him a preview and kissed him. And that's where we're going to stop. Yeah. Because I feel like that's a good place to stop. We have the ballistic report. Yep. Whatever happened to that? I feel like we could have gone a little bit further, but seriously. But that's the whole, I mean, we got the gist of it. It all led up to multiple people know that Nicholas is the one that hired the hitman to have her shot. And he admitted it and to then, these people. And that it definitely was not a flying bullet from who knows where that hit her because now we have the ballistics report that shows that it was not Sean's gun. So why are we rewriting history and saying, gee, let's all go look for who the shooter actually was? It was not Nicholas. Let's go shooter. back to 2015. Right. We all but know. Nicholas ordered the shot. The mayor <laughs> of Port Charles. Who is now angry with him because he just played that trick on Spencer. Yeah. We have perfect time for her to say, you know what? You need to pay up for your crimes, buddy. Here you go. Yeah. Yeah. What? Okay. So many reasons for it to come out, but yet no one's going to say anything. I just, yeah, I don't get it. It was a fun story to revisit, though. It was. I did like that they changed Hayden's character because she was so bad for like that short period of time. Mm -hmm. And then she obviously came out of her coma and was still kind of messed up. But then we see her progress. So. Yes. Oh, we should do a thing. Did do a thing on Hayden? I think I thought uh, we yeah, did. We did. Okay. Yeah, we did. Oops. I don't think we went back and watched though. Not like no, not, we did just for this. Not as much of a deep dive now. No. So I don't know. We'll see how they twist it around so that they can pretend like it makes sense. Yeah. I'm interested to see how exactly they do that. Maybe that's why they had to send Laura out of town. Oh, we forgot to talk about that on Monday. Yeah, they Shoot. sent Laura out of town because of stuff and with Cyrus. Yeah, but maybe that's how it'll conveniently. Yeah. Maybe we'll send. Elizabeth on some Caribbean cruise or something, and all the people that know will be gone. Mm, okay. Except I really do feel like Sean knew. But anyway. I don't think Sean knew it was Nick. Shoot. Mm, I did six months of research, guys. Well, I didn't research for six months. I I watched. I read. I felt like a kiss is a good place to end. Who knows? There might be a part two next week. We're, we don't know. <laughs> I think the hardest thing was just trying to find even him, the video of him ordering the hit. Cause it, okay. So on soap opera spy, general hospital rewrite, half of Port Charles knows Nicholas Cassadine had Hayden Barnes shot. Butler learned he really shot Hayden. Problem is most people already know, including Hayden herself. We remember this because it happened in 2015 and 16. Elizabeth was the first person to deduce that Nicholas Cassadine had Hayden Burns shot, and he told her it was all true. She was sworn to secrecy, but she did mention it to his mother, Laura, a few months later. Laura didn't want her son to go to jail, so she kept the secret. Months later, after Hayden finally recovered, she hired Curtis to help her learn who was really behind the shooting and got the evidence that it was Nicholas. So now Curtis and her and Laura and Elizabeth. Mm -hmm. So Hayden knows that Curtis also knows they also told nicholas that they know and hayden even married nicholas and forgave him 
because she fell in love with him. Oh, that was one thing that was wrong in a lot of articles, though, because it kept saying that they were married and he had his wife shot. No, he had her wife, his wife shot before they were married. Okay. Like they were just, they were only just sleeping together when. Oh, then there's Sam and Drew. They also knew that Nicholas was behind Hayden's shooting and blackmailed him to give back his shares of ELQ that he had built out of the quarter means. So Sam telling Sean that she's going to help him find the culprit makes no sense. She already knows. Jordan doesn't know. Alexis doesn't know. Molly and TJ do not know. But everyone else involved with this story knows, including the victim herself. I knew that she knew. But when did Sam find out? That's where I'm confused. I don't remember. I don't know. But that's what that storyline. I knew that I had read that other people knew. So there you go. Sam. Sam and Jake it is. But they could say that. But does she actually know? Or was it just because they were also involved, but it was the Jason Jake thing? I don't know. But it says that they definitely knew that it was him because that was how they blackmailed him out of the shares. I get that. But people also wrote that it was his wife. And that's wrong. True. So... All right, so let's go to Inquisitor article, March 27th, 2016. Says Sam and Jason find out Hayden's secret and decide to investigate her shooting. Curtis makes Nicholas an attractive offer. Last week on General Hospital, Nicholas learned that Hayden wasn't who she pretended to be and she could be out for his money. So that must have been when she when he found out that she was Rachel Berlin. Mm-hmm. And this was when they were married. Mm-hmm. Because she was trying to hide the diamonds. Yes. Blah, blah, blah. Hiding assets. Where is Sam? General Hospital spoilers hint that Nick reveals Hayden's secret to Sam because he had hired her a few months ago to find out what secret his wife was keeping from him. Uh, uh, uh. She talks it with Jason. They decide to investigate Hayden's shooting. Is it possible that someone from her past might be after her? Curtis will approach Nick with an offer to work for him. Curtis knows that it was Nick who tried to kill her and provided Hayden with the proof that Nick was behind the shooting. Even so, she decided to stay with him and plotted with Tracy to steal ELQ from his hands. But that was just a spoiler. All right. So then we fast forward to March 2016. And there is... So we're not going to get into everything with Hayden because there's a lot. But in the meantime, they had gotten married. Hayden and Nicholas had gotten married. Her true identity had come out, blah, 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 blah. And... Laura was afraid that if she turned Hayden into the cops, it would result in the reopening of the case of Hayden's shooting. And she told Elizabeth that although Nicholas was better off without Hayden, it was his decision. But Nicholas had hired Sam to take on the Hayden case and finding out all of her lies and all that stuff. That's when we find out her true identity. So then April 1st, 2016, Jason and Sam's conversation turned to Hayden's shooting at the garage. Sam wondered if perhaps there had been two shooters. Sean and someone gunning for Rachel, Hayden. Sam suggested that perhaps Sean's bullet had gone wild while the other shooter had hit their target. Jason suggested that they pay Sean a visit in Pentonville to discuss the possibility. So then Jason and Sam went to see Sean. They believed the shooter could have been someone other than Sean. They were there to discuss it with him. Minutes later, Sam sat on one side of the glass. Sean sat on the other. She told him that she had some questions about Hayden's shooting. Sam updated Sean on Hayden's true identity and related that plenty of people had motivated motivation for wanting her dead. And she wondered if Hayden had actually been the intended target. Surprising her, Sean revealed that Sam wasn't the first one with that theory. He continued that Hayden had visited before Thanksgiving to ask him questions about the shooting and that she wanted to prove that there had been a second shooter, but she was afraid of another attempt on her life if she went to the cops. 
He hadn't heard what happened with her investigation and Sam thanked him and said that she would speak to Jason and all that fun stuff. Jason assured Sean that things happen for a reason. There obviously <laughs> been a reason why Sean hadn't gotten a clean shot. A guard entered and cut off Sean's time. And then later, Curtis and Hayden were walking through the park. She wanted to make sure that he had copies of everything he had given her from his investigation into her shooting. He did. And she advised him to put them somewhere safe just in case something happened to her copies. Where are those copies? Right. She briefly explained what had happened with Nicholas and mentioned that she was on her way back to Windermere. And he was like, no, you're not. So I don't know. Elizabeth told Jaden that Jordan, that Hayden had motive to kill Nicholas. So I don't know. I feel like that's where we end up. They didn't actually tell Sean that Hayden, that Nicholas had shot Hayden. Right. And that doesn't say that Sam and Jason know that Nicholas shot Hayden. It just says that they know that there was a second shooter. Isn't that what they just said? That's what that said. But the other article said that that was how they blackmailed the shares from him. Nicholas. Out of EOQ's chairs. So April 2016 at Jason's apartment, Sam and Jason discussed the possibility that Nicholas had shot Hayden to keep them from finding out who he really was. Sam is stunned as this is nothing like the Nicholas she's always known. Jason leaves to get some wine and try to calm Sam down, but she storms out of the room. Back at Windermere, Hayden sees Curtis up to his room and Sam arrives to chastise Nicholas for attempting to kill Hayden. She plans to turn him into the cops and he wrestles with her to get the phone from her so she can't turn him in. As Sam screams at Nicholas to get his hands off her, Jason swoops in and takes Nicholas down. Curtis and Hayden run downstairs and Curtis attacks Jason, but is no match for Stone Cold. Nicholas takes another attempt at Jason, but Jason puts him in a chokehold and is about to snap his neck. Ooh, this is when his training was coming. Mm -hmm. Sam calms us down and gets him to leave Nicholas alone. Hayden threatens to have him arrested, but Sam's tell Sam tells her they are leaving and none of them are worth it. So, looks like April. April 2016 is when Sam and Jason found out. And go. now Curtis. Right. So let's recap. Sam, Jason, Curtis, Hayden herself. Laura. Laura. Elizabeth. Elizabeth. And Nicholas. Mm -hmm. So seven. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. But let's pretend that this is a secret. Sam, who is telling Sean that she will help him in any way she can. Right. Figure out who shot Hayden, but knows for a fact because she blackmailed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So that was a lot longer than intended. And whew, yeah. Yep. Everybody's That's remembering it right. That's going to be. Can we just stop it now? We, we will just put this on our list of storylines that went nowhere. There you go. And we won't even complain about it. Exactly. We won't even put it on the list. We won't even bring it up at the end of the year <laughs> if you just drop it. We'll forget it like Hayden has amnesia all the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, she faked. I know. But we don't actually know. We'll have Samnesia. There you we'll go. Samnesia. Because go. she's forgetting that she knows. Perfect. Without a brain injury. Yep. Okay. Okay, guys. Thanks for hanging in there. If you're newer to the show. Sorry. <laughs> oh, my. Yes. And it's not even like it's a 30-year-old story that we're nope. writing. Yeah, that would be something different. If the majority of your viewers may not recall it correctly, then that's one thing. Like, but Nicholas isn't a thing. Right. Lucky is not... They, their births don't line up. Right. Luke and Laura weren't even together when Lucky was born. Right. But that's okay. What? We can forgive those kinds of things. But this is just Because it happened a long time later. Right. Okay. Just crazy. Yes. All right. So thanks for hanging in there. Join us on Monday as we recap this week's shows, which hopefully... Oh, oh, oh. That was the other thing. Hayden's shooting was one of the two episodes that were done live. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's a fun There fact. was two episodes that were, yeah. Episodes? Episodes. <laughs> episodes that were done live. And, yep. Nice. Should have said that at the beginning. But, yeah. Join us for this week's shows, which were taped probably weeks ago. 
Have a good weekend. And we'll meet with a peer. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, we invite you to go to peer54podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platform. Don't forget to leave us a review. And you can also follow us on many social media channels. Just search for Peer 54 Podcast. Also, we are not perfect. So if there is something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at peer54podcast at gmail.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.